1: You damn right. Hope you're having a good Monday. We got Super Bowl 57 all set. Two teams fade off into the distance. Two teams locked themselves into history forever. Now we got a couple weeks to discuss it, plus Cowboys news from over the weekend will affect that team moving forward. Do they have any coaches left on that staff? We'll get into all of that. We've got basketball to talk about. Longhorns don't get it done in Knoxville, but no time to cry about it because they're back to Big 12 play tonight. The right call segment is coming up at 1230. Zay's going to break it all down for you, what Texas didn't do in Knoxville that they better do tonight against Baylor. All that coming up. Chad and Zay on this Monday. I'm Chad Hastings, joined once again by Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's good, man? Woo! Happy Monday, everybody.
0: Trying to stay warm. Y'all stay warm out here. Yeah. Hopefully I don't have to spend the night up here this week. You know I love this station. I do. But trying to spend another night here 3 years running, I'm not about that.
1: Yeah. I am not. Yeah, I uh I hear you always talk about my Cowboys fan PTSD. Folks around these parts now have, like, icy weather PTSD. Oh, man. Every time I start hearing about temperatures going down, I start checking that weather app more than most people check TikTok. <laughs> it's crazy. We hope it's not going to be that that kind of week. It uh, looks like temperatures, at least right now, seem like they're going to be just above freezing and, but there is going to be some precipitation falling and I'm hearing that they're already starting to out of you know the abundance of caution thing they are starting to close down some schools I think for tomorrow my wife who's a bus driver in the Mainer ISD says they're going to uh, they're going to shut down their evening like tutorial routes and stuff tonight. So she's going to be done a little earlier tonight, all those sort of things. So we're keeping track of all that. We hope everybody is safe and sound and dry. Before we get into NFL talk, I do have some good news, Zay, to report from the Hastings household. All right, let's get it. It's January 30th, 2023 and my christmas tree is no longer up. I mean, I just want to give Well done. I just want to give my wife and my daughter Good all job. all of the mild credit they deserve because they put that christmas tree up October of 2021. They went early Damn, that year wow. cuz they were just because we were still kind of in the in the clutches of the covid stuff. We'd come out of the crazy freeze earlier in the year and they really had to deal with that at the house whereas I had to deal with that up here and got COVID, um, <laughs> so it had been a wild year, and they set it up in October, and they just never took it down, it's their job to deal with inside, I deal with outside lights, so I got some of the stuff in over the weekend, I've got to have everything cleared off by February 1st, that's how my HOA does it, Okay. so that part of it we take care of, but thankfully the inside of our house now doesn't completely look like Christmas anymore, I feel like a little healthier because of it. I feel like we're, this. even though I love Christmas time, you can't have it up all year long. So thanks to the girls for realizing that needed to be done.
0: Yeah, yeah. I would say February, then we would have some conversation about that issue. But January, I I think you're good. I think you're good. My wife, she put it up Like, the same break, winter break. You know, everybody knows she's a teacher, so winter break. Same time, right? Same time, January around 4th or 5th, somewhere around there. She put all the stuff up. I was impressed. Yeah. Because I don't help with none of that ish.
1: You don't do any of it. Nah. Yeah. I even got a thank you from a neighbor yesterday, thanking me for putting it up and leaving it up as long as I did. (laughs) I'm like, oh, uh, you know me. i wait as long as I can. she said, and I appreciate that because I like seeing the Christmas lights. I'm like, okay, well, at least one of my neighbors cares. That's good. That's a good look. Got the, got, the, uh, got the folks in the neighborhood that, that like it. So we uh, we would challenge you if it trust me, if my group can can get it in before February, maybe y'all can too. Whatever you're doing with your Christmas lights, we hope you are doing well on this Monday. We've got a Super Bowl matchup to talk about, and we've got to talk about what's going on with the Cowboys. Let's uh let's give them their credit. Philadelphia and Kansas City. Will be the matchup for Super Bowl 57. Zay, where should we start here? Should we start with the one that was a game or the one that was really never a game? The one
0: that was a game.
1: Okay, we'll start with that one. Uh that AFC battle was kind of everything we thought we would get. Some back and forth, both quarterbacks showing that they're badasses at times. And in the end, Kansas City gets it done twenty-three to twenty. I was rooting for the Bengals, and uh you and I had both Pick the Bengals, right? Yeah, both my picks were wrong. And both my picks were absolutely wrong. Oh, that's right, because you went Niners. Yep. You went Niners. So Good yeah. thing I
0: didn't bet no money on it. I know.
1: Yeah, I went Eagles, Bengals uh, on that. At least I got half of it right in terms of the pick. But uh, yeah, crazy play, you know, crazy plays leading up to it. I guess since we are in Austin, Texas, maybe we start with the Joseph Osai discussion. ah <sighs> Yeah. I mean... I felt bad for him, man. I really did. How can you not? How can you not? It it
0: gave me... You know what I thought of, Chad? I thought of Chris Webber and calling the timeout against North Carolina in 93. Oh, jeez. National championship. That's what came to mind. Just, uh, obviously, they're two completely different sports, but the magnitude of both of those games, I... You would think that one would be bigger just because Weber's such a household name and a Hall of Famer and stuff. But this is the NFL. This is the go to the Super Bowl. And this is the game that Cincinnati Bengals fans will always remember, which is brutal because jo- Joseph Osai, he was balling out there.
1: He had a great game. He had a
0: terrific game. A big Man. part of the reason why they're at this point because he's still on his rookie deal and they're getting a lot out of him. Like that defense is underrated. Yeah, they're cocky. Yeah, they talk a lot of mess. But they are a very good defense that, you know, last night they just ran into him. That dude, Patrick Man. Mahomes, like Man. the 326 yards, having all those wide receivers go out the way he did, playing on the bum angle. Like, who knows how healthy he was. You could tell him grimacing after some throws. That one rollout in the second half where he threw, he was rolling out to his left, and he threw uh, 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 completely across his body, and he kind of hobbled on that one. Yeah. And he really, after that, he just kind of seemed like he grimaced. But, yeah, Joseph Osi, absolutely brutal, and my heart goes out to him, for sure. Dumb play. Though.
1: it was a dump, it was. Oh, no, and, and yeah, he realizes that five total, three solos in the game. He had a TFL, he had a pass defense, and he had two quarterback hits. But, and I, that's not even what that last one counts as that didn't count as a quarterback hit because Mahomes is outside the pocket, he's running at that point, and he just you know, he just got him late. Just a quick just a quick little push uh that can change things takes a 55 57 yard field goal cranks it all the way down to a 40 Ugh. and now you try it butker do you try that at 55 57 uh i heard somebody saying today that the kickers weren't really making kicks outside of like 45 in that wind that cuz you could see it it was it was blowing right so they i figure they're just going to try a maybe a, a hail mary there and we would have headed into overtime with the new rules and all that but uh, in the end, it is twenty three twenty. I don't know the play I thought of. You said you thought of Chris Weber in the NFL comparison. I thought of D Ford right away, but D Ford's was more specific because if D Ford just lines up on on sides on that play, they go to the Super Bowl. So this this run that they're on would be even longer because the Patriots wouldn't have gone that year. That's the play I thought of. So this one wasn't quite to that level because we can't guarantee that if Osai doesn't do that, they win the game. Right. So it's not exactly that, but I felt bad for him, and in this day and age, I hate to say it, but the very first thing I thought was, I hope Joseph Osai does not get death threats. Oh, wow. That is the first thing I thought of. Yeah. How pathetic is that that that's what I'm thinking of? But that's yeah. where we are. Yeah, you're right. That's where we are. Um, so the weird idea I came up with is if you are, especially if you're a Longhorn fan and you're feeling for Joseph a little bit today, and by the way, he ate this thing. He stood in front of his locker and he ate it all. He answered questions and said, I've got to be better. So my weird idea today, Zay, is for a fan base that reached out to the bills and to Demar Hamlin and did all that they did. Maybe you reach out to Joseph Osai. I read a, I read a little bit up on him today. He's got a foundation. One of his dreams in life was to start a foundation to help young immigrant children and immigrant families like his have the experience that they had. His parents won a like a lottery year when he was 9 or 10 years old, which led them down the road to this American dream he's gotten to live. So maybe fans could use a little bit of heart and say, you know what? Let's donate to his foundation. Let's donate to a charity he likes and show him that he's our guy and show him we support him. Instead of going on social media, I haven't looked, but I bet some people went on social media and said rude things, horrible things, terrible things. Let's hope not threatening things, but that is the first thought I had.
0: Yeah, and that's sad, and I completely understand why you have that thought. You know, anybody – No matter if it was Patrick Mahomes, uh, Jason Statham, Zach Wilson, Tom Brady, anybody in that scenario, that flag would have been thrown. It's just the refs have to make that call. And I think, Chad, just with how bad the refs were overall, that had a lot of people wondering, man, this game, you know, you hear all those rigged rumors, which I don't think it was rigged one bit. I just thought the referees were horrible, like they they weren't good. That, at all, they, they had, had to some, to some, bad some moments, really man. bad moments during that game, and even in the Eagles game, like that game, those rests were bad. We're gonna talk about that in a Oof. second, but like I, I still yeah. don't understand how nobody saw that Devonte Smith drop. Which they called it a catch on that fourth and three in the first half. Especially
1: the way he got up. I mean, good grief. Haven't we
0: all seen Jeez, that? Jeez, man. Like, these let's go, refs. Let's go, let's
1: go, let's yeah, go. Come but, on, guys, let's go. Like, yeah, but, we all knew what that meant.
0: <laughs> but in the Chiefs Bengals game, you have old Force Whitaker looking eye as the head ref. <laughs> he was he was just horrible. Uh, and you knew he was going to be horrible with that Force Whitaker eye. You think mm. that with them glasses, he would try to, you wouldn't see that walkie eye. Now we see it, ref. We see it, blue. We see it, dog, mm. and you didn't call a good game last night, so you're Forrest Whitaker from the rest of your career. Sorry, but that's what it is. At the end of the day, Joseph Osai, just got to hold back. You just have to. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say that. They're going like 100 miles an hour. These are big-ass athletes. Joseph Osai around 230. It's hard to stop that train from, uh, you know, going. So, I, I I feel for him, but Patrick Mahomes made some huge throws last night. Uh Marquez Valdez Scantling. I thought that he could have got a game ball yesterday from Andy Reid. The game that he, he had, he should have. I mean, the presence of mind to reach for that first down, that's huge. That's a huge play. And then him getting open where Patrick Mahomes, what a throw by him, thread in the needle. Hilton was right there, dove right in front of him on the Valdez Scantling touchdown to put it 20 to 13. Just. Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, all that bulletin board talk, like, that's a thing. All that, you know, Burrowhead stuff that they were chirping last week and stuff, like, shh, just be quiet. Yeah. What, for what? Why are we, Cause, he's the MVP. He could show up at any moment. Yeah. I get it, Bengals. Y'all are cocky. Y'all feeling yourself. Y'all, y'all just beat Josh Allen. And that's what happens when you beat a top tier quarterback, tier one quarterback like a Josh Allen. You start to feel yourself and you start to get a little cocky. And you forget, oh, yeah, we still got two games to play until we get to the, our ultimate goal, and that's winning the Super Bowl. We still got to go away. And Arrowhead was bumping. Like, they were the, – the the fans, they felt offended by mm-hmm. that. Yep. Like, what?
1: They brought signs. They brought signs. Not to – Burrowhead, not yeah. today. You talk about getting
0: robbed on that third and nine where they replayed it. That's because of those fans. Maybe if y'all shut the muck up. <laughs> Yeah. and don't say nothing, Eli Apple and then Hilton and the rest of those guys, then they wouldn't be as loud. But no, y'all heard Travis Kelsey at the end of that game. Y'all heard everybody. Y'all heard Chris Jones at the being of the week. Like, See so y'all at Burrowhead. The game he had last night, five sacks on Joe Burrow. They were all over, oh boy. He was awesome. He yeah. was getting hit after the pass. He was looking at the ref like, yo, y'all going to throw the flag? The ref's like, yo, you ain't Tom Brady, Burrow. Sorry. <laughs> and it's the playoffs. You better get your ass up and keep playing. We ain't going to throw that flag with these type of fans. So, yeah, that bulletin board material that's a real thing. I think that gave the Kansas City Chiefs extra juice, which they already had that. They knew their record against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Everybody. uh, Travis Kelsey, that week 14 loss that they had, he had a huge fumble in that game. Went on the podcast with his brother and was like, I can't do that. I blew that for my team. And if I ever get in that situation again, it ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So he came in with extra motivation. The whole team did. They were terrific. Two interceptions on Joe Burrow. And, yeah, now Cincinnati Bengals, they at home like the rest of us.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of bulletin board stuff to discuss with that game where you just don't usually have the number one seed in the AFC with an MVP-level quarterback get to play the – Oh shucks, card the poor the woe is me card, but they kind of got to do it uh, even though the game had swung back for the Vegas line. But they were doubting Patrick because of the injury. You we mentioned the Burrowhead Head stuff last week, and I didn't even know about this Cincinnati mayor stuff until after the game. <laughs> if y'all heard Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey and others talk about the mayor of Cincinnati, he tweeted something out. Well, they they did had a ceremony where they were putting a Bengals flag up like at the mayor's office or at some big you know which is fine. Yeah, he did a little video, which is no problem. But then the mayor just went to this weird dad joke world and made a reference to well and so that Joe since Joe Burrow's 3 and 0 against Patrick Mahomes, I guess we should do a paternity test and see whether or not he's his daddy. Mm. something like that can't
0: vote for him people and think about that when he in the polls next
1: election think about that when he walked in to a in in kansas city he walked into some bar or some area where there was a group of Bengals fans like celebrating not celebrating tailgating getting ready for the game whatever they booed him they knew the cincinnati fans realized okay that's too far Joe Burrow running his mouth is one thing. Eli Apple running his mouth is one thing. These guys play. You're the mayor. What are you doing? So then Andy Reid calls him out afterwards. So does Travis Kelsey. There was just a lot of edge to that Kansas City team. And guess what, Zay? I think they're going to get it for two more weeks because the initial line was even, but then it went to the Eagles. And I think for two weeks, Andy Reid can convince them that no one thinks y'all can block that defense and everybody thinks the Eagles are going to win. Yeah. I think he can do it. Yeah, keep riding that. Keep riding that stupid,
0: man. You can't vote for him again. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. If you live in that Cincinnati era, it's all him. They're like, oh, vote for me. I'm like, well, where were you when we were in the playoffs against Patrick Mahomes?
1: He could be a great mayor otherwise. Nah,
0: bro. You don't know? Nah, you might have ruined everything with that. (laughs) He might have ruined everything Uh, with that, What a
1: a dorky joke to make. That is so terrible. What an idiot. He made a Joe Burrow is Patrick Mahomes daddy joke as the mayor. Come on, dude. Yeah, this guy about to win
0: MVP again. About to get to the Super Bowl for the third time in four years. Wow. Like, And you're trying to talk about
1: him? If you have any thoughts on the NFL, let us know. Specs text line uh, 337. I can do it. 3776. So uh, Kansas City, I think I can do it. Kansas City advances. They'll take on the Eagles. We will talk about Eagles over Niners. Wasn't much of a game at 31-7. Also, Cowboys fans, we want your thoughts Because we've been asking for a while. You want all four of those guys back? Dak, McCarthy, Quinn, and Moore? Well, you can't have them now. Apparently, they decided they didn't want Kellen Moore. On Friday, the reports were maybe he's back, but now he's not. Kellen Moore out. As the Cowboys' OC and reports are today, he's headed to the AFC and the Chargers. So give us your thoughts on that if you like. We've also got plenty of basketball to get into today. Big one for Texas and Baylor. Uh, Up next in the Right Call segment, Zay will look back at the Longhorns' loss in Knoxville and look ahead to tonight. Always a tough matchup with Scott Drew's crew, and they are playing well. They didn't start that way, but they're playing pretty good ball now. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that SEC Big 12 showdown over the weekend, where there was some crazy upsets that maybe people didn't expect. All that coming up. It is Monday. We're almost done with January. We got the Super Bowl set, but there's still all kinds of things going on. Signing day is coming later in the week, and we are trying to keep it all straight. Stay with us. We hope everybody's safe and sound out there. Crazy uh, wintry weather coming this week. We hope it's not too crazy, but we'll try to keep you updated on all that as well. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Oh, good grief getting started on a Monday. If I don't know this one, you rush me to the doctor. Doctor feel good. Motley Crew. Such a great song. Love this one. Yeah. Love it. Love Talk it. about
0: drugs, sex, and alcohol. Oh,
1: what else do you need? <laughs> Come on. Gotta love it. Motley Crew getting us started today. We hope you are having a good Monday. If you're a Cowboys fan that NFC title game I know, I just watched it numb and just sat there and watched and the Niners quarterbacks are hurt so it does you know it doesn't ultimately matter. I knew at 7 nothing the Eagles were going to win that game. Oh yeah, you knew early. Right? I mean it was done pretty much. You knew much. early. Second play of the game for Brock Purdy. Oh. Done. And then when I realized who the other guy was, I've had a little more experience watching Josh Johnson than other people have, because I'm a Bucks fan as well as a Cowboys fan. Josh was—John Gruden's the reason he's even in the league, because John Gruden, John Gruden used to collect quarterbacks like other people collect, you know, like old people collect spoons from different states, and— I knew the Niners were in mountains of trouble with Josh Johnson. So sometimes people in this era like to say, Oh, you gotta have a backup. You gotta have a backup because what happens? Nobody ever says, You gotta have a fifth quarterback. You gotta have five, say, four five, at least, no.
0: Yo, to add insult to injury, Trey Lance and Jimmy G were laughing on the sideline when they were down like twenty-one seven. Yeah, which are, you know, uh, okay, whatever. But it didn't look good.
1: Those are tough moments, and I. It, those are such tough moments in this day and age. Back in the day, there was a famous moment for Texas fans where Chris Sims was caught on the sidelines smiling about something or laughing about something. Oh, they lost their minds. They lost oh yeah, their minds, at? right? What you laughing at? Because we're we losing. we a
0: team. Right? You're in this with
1: us. There's no. Con- what you doing? There's no contextual. You know explanation that anybody would would want there, so the fans of the Niners don't want to hear that. um, You know at that point, so that that thing just turned crazy. Once Josh Johnson gets the ends up in a concussion situation, and then Purdy's got to come back in, but all he can do is hand off. And by the end of the game, they're literally running wildcat reverses, reverses, (laughs) and like wildcat shotgun snaps to Christian McCaffrey. And when Christian McCaffrey tried to throw that ball down the left side brutal that's one of the worst things i've ever seen in a championship game that was brutal it should have stopped the game halfway through the third quarter and just gone home
0: yeah it was just too easy for the eagles and give them credit i mean they've been getting to the quarterback all year long third ever in nfl history in sacks with over 70 so that's what they did got brock purdy out the game that's all she wrote
1: First yeah. quarter. First quarter. Yeah, it was just it was crazy. And by the way, I don't know if this matters or not, but I saw this stat, so I thought I would repeat it. Now, I know that game was weird yesterday, so it's kind of an anomaly, but the Eagles are now, they've won both of the the, the Divisional and Conference Championship games by 21 points or more. The last four teams to do that have won the Super Bowl, and they are the 78 Steelers, that would have been the the front end of the second back-to-back. The 85 Bears, which people They're pretty good. know about. Yeah. yeah. And then the back-to-back 88 and 89 Niners both did that in winning Super Bowls. Let me see if I get this right. That would be Super Bowls 23 and 24. Um, so then, the Eagles are in line for that. So some historic stuff there. Eagles trying to win their second Super Bowl overall. Kansas City trying to win their third and their second for Patrick Mahomes. So let me
0: ask you this: before we get into the right call segment, mm-hmm. if you're the Kelsey parents,
1: how do you go about this game? Uh, split jerseys. Just a split jerseys. I would probably go split jerseys. Yeah. Okay. They've probably planned. I mean, they've probably figured this out before now, right? I mean, they've thought about it. Yeah, they knew it was a possibility. Sure. they but... thought about it. Uh, thankfully for them, there's no, there's no moment where they'll both be on the field at the same time. Right. So you're not going to have them hitting each other. Uh, but yeah, that's probably what I would do. Or, you know, one wear one, one wear the other. Let mom choose first. Yeah. Let mom go with her gut. Because they both have a ring each, so it's not
0: too bad. It's not like one will have two and the other will have zero. True. One will just have... One up on the other and bragging rights. One will be strutting at Thanksgiving
1: yeah. a little bit more. A <laughs> little bit more than the other one will. Uh, yep, that's true. It is the Kelsey Bowl. It's the uh, the Andy Reid Super Bowl, if you will. His yeah. former team against his current team.
0: buying his ass. He remembers
1: that. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he it's does. Like, hey, oh,
0: Big Andy, we appreciate all the NFC championship appearances and that one Super Bowl title, but you're still not good enough.
1: Yeah, not, Get out of here. Not a title. Not a title. No, but, I, I, I said
0: NFC titles.
1: NFC title. Yes. yes. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Never won the Super Never Bowl. Never won the Super Bowl. But he got um, What? yeah, just one time to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So the, yeah.
0: Terrell Owens playing on a broken leg.
1: Ooh, that was close. Yeah, that was tight. That McNabb out here throwing up because he's nervous. <laughs> That was a wild. That was a wild back to back where the Patriots escaped both of those games, played just a little bit better, but the Panthers and Eagles played them off their feet. They did in those two years. So Super Bowl Fifty Seven is set. We'll be talking about that today. If you have uh, comments on the Cowboys OC situation and what they should be doing, let us know. Apparently, the Chargers are going to end up with Kellen Moore. Someone texted: Chargers are a better fit. They actually have a quarterback. Oh, some. Da- <laughs> Some Dak Prescott bashing already going on. But we'd established it by the end of last week. It was pretty – you could see that Dak was going to be back and that McCarthy was going to be back. So did you want Kellen Moore? In the end, the Cowboys decided that they do not. We'll be talking about that as we roll along. Uh, 105, Joe Cook of Inside Texas and On3.com. He'll be in studio with us talking a little Longhorn basketball, Longhorn recruiting as we get towards signing day, and some other things. Right now, though, speaking of Longhorn basketball, let's get into the right call segment, and it's a quick turnaround, Zay. Longhorns go to Knoxville and lose but they cannot take any time to sulk because Baylor's coming to town tonight. Let's get uh, the right call reviewing and previewing. Here we go.
0: Appreciate it, Chad. The right call segment is brought to you by Syntex Tickets. You hear Bucky gobble all the time. Hey, Shelby, get them to me me quick. Syntextickets.com is where you get all your sports tickets, concert, theater, and stand-up tickets. Go to Syntextickets.com. Yeah, Chad, you know, I said last week going into these really tough four-game stretch, the first one being on Saturday in Knoxville, losing the games, yes, that's bad, but it's how you lose and how the games look and how the teams look. And, I, you know, that Rick Barnes crew, they could get to a Final Four. They could win a national championship. Mm-hmm. But you still didn't like the way the horns looked up there. You you just didn't. And, you know, again, shout out to Rick Barnes' crew. That's a really good team. But just at the beginning of the game, you knew something was off. When your leading scorer, Marcus Carr, gets a foul in the first 10 seconds. Mm. What are we doing? Like, bro, uh, you got to understand you can't leave a game in this type of magnitude you can't get subbed out you can't get into foul trouble so that's real dumb and i knew it was coming i knew the next one was coming Four minutes later, Zakai Ziegler gets him on that Chris Paul special where CP3 he's made a name for this for years and years. He'll blow past the guy. Then he'll slow down because the natural reaction for a defender after they get blown by is to catch up and you're going full speed. And Zakai Ziegler slowed down just a little bit and got bumped. And that was it. Marcus Carr goes out for a few games, and the Horns just definitely lose momentum after that. But Tennessee, they were just – the more physical team from jump street and they were gonna let you know they were more physical also a big key of the game early on right after that Marcus Carr foul Dylan DeSue gets a really good steal they're running they throw it up to Dylan Mitchell he gets his shot blocked they call a foul Josiah Jordan James good foul Josiah Jordan James says something crazy to Dylan Mitchell like get that effing stuff out of here talking that stuff, I'm like, oh goodness, this ain't good, this ain't good. They're playing with a different edge. Mm-hmm. And Rick Barnes said it like the week before. All oh, this team, we were ready. Kamwa, he was locked in. Oh, light skinned brother with the braids from Finland, he was giving the horns all type of work. Face up jumpers, off the dribble, jump hooks, being physical down low. They had no answer for him. And then Zakai Ziegler, I told you, told you last week, he's a stud. Yep, he. Just just playing like at Rucker Park. That's what it looked like. You look, him and Marquise Noel, they just got that Harlem, New York, Phil type of game that guys like Mark Clive or Walt Clive Frazier and Earl of the Pearl Monroe paved the way to. Stuff like that. And he, he just took over the game, 22 and 10 mm. at the college level. Like uh, Tyree Hunter, I know you're on the slump, bruh, but we got to do a little bit more than that. Like, there was one huge possession of the game where Tennessee was kind of pulling away, but this was kind of the dagger. And Texas, they did fight hard hard in the second half, but this was the dagger in the first half. Sakai Ziegler, Texas went kind of zone at one point, and then then they jumped out of it. They do that thing where they'll show zone, then they'll jump into man. Sakai Ziegler dribbled down Tyrese Hunter, and he's 5'8", Chad. Keep that in mind. Dribble down to Tyrese Hunter. You usually step away from the defender. You don't dribble towards the defender. Shot the three right in his face. Bang. Crowd goes crazy. Tyrese Hunter gets the ball up the court, trying to dribble. Zakai Ziegler rips him. Then Tyrese Hunter fouls. It's like, it's like, it's like Ziegler looks at the crowd. Ah! Yeah. Yelling, screaming. Right there, I go, that's ball game. I look at my wife. That's ball game. Right then and there. That Just that, and him still, being the smallest guy, him being the heart and soul of that yeah. team. And, yeah, Texas came back and stuff and played hard. But after that, you just can't have moments like that happen at another place's home. Like, that's where the home court advantage came through for Tennessee. When he made those plays there, then he knocked down both of the free throws because the horns were already in the bonus. And then he started getting the crowd up because, you know, they were kind of quiet due to the free throws. Mm-hmm. He got the crowd back up again. And it's just – they they play with a different physicality than the horns did, and you know if Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr are gonna go over donut, not score at all in the first half, you ain't gonna have a chance of winning. That's tough.
1: Yeah, that is rough. No starter scored more than eleven. Rice off the bench did have twenty one, but eleven was the most. And Carr had a Carr had that, but uh, no other starter ends up with more than seven points. Let me tell you how
0: tough Zakon Ziggler is. There's a possession in the second half. Dylan DeSue, 6'9", 250, he's in the post trying to work. You got a mismatch. You got 5'8", Zakai Ziegler on you. Zakai Ziegler pucks it out of bounds and then says something to Dylan DeSue. Looked him in his face, looked at him up and said <laughs> something like, you better get in that weight room, boy. Got a step ladder. You better and- get in that weight room, boy. <laughs> That's how, That's the vibe they were on all game. Oh, pa- uh, Pavich, Big 33, who airballed a free throw. Him and Brock Cunningham got into a little tussle. He got right in Brock Cunningham's face. It was just a normal, natural foul. Like, you go to the free throw line. What are you mad at? Nope. He turned around and got right in Brock Cunningham's face because he knew, okay, we know how Brock is. We know the reputation Brock has. We ain't going to let him do nothing crazy early. And Brock had that foul held his arm. He got right in Brock's face, and they had to separate them. And I'm like, yo, this Rick Barnes team is different. This Rick Barnes, they know they're good. They're physical. They're big. They got tough guards. They got shooting. Viscovi hit a couple of huge threes. Vescovy hit a couple of huge threes. Mm-hmm. If Ziggler's going to hit threes, if they got Jordan James working off the dribble with the left hand like he was doing, and Kamwa, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people took him to win the whole thing uh, uh, when they get to Houston once that first week of April comes around. Now the Horns got Baylor in tonight. you got to stop those three stars. LJ Cryer, we know he's tough. Adam Flagler's good. And then the guy to watch, Keontae George, the freshman. Only going to be one year in Waco, lottery pick. He could take over games. He's their leading scorer. And, yeah, it's a quick turnaround, like a real quick turnaround. They won their game against Arkansas. They're feeling good. You just lost. How, how are the legs going to be tonight? Because it's Big Monday, it's another huge game. Like they're they're at this scrapping and calling. I, Scott drew. I think he's figured it out with uh, uh, Baylor right now because they started mm-hmm. off real slow, and I think it was because Adam Flagler and LJ Cry. You remember? Chad? I know you remember. Jamal Mashburn, Jim Jackson, and Jason Kidd, we know Tony Braxton out in the way. But, no, I mean, no. but still, on the court, they had their issues Yeah, because they didn't want to give it to Jason Kidd. They didn't really see how is this guy from Cal Berkeley coming in, and how is he going to be the face of the franchise? Mashburn, who was a good player coming out of Kentucky, Jim Jackson, a good player coming out of Ohio State, they didn't like that. Flagler and LJ Cryer, I think Scott Drew had to sit both of those guys down and say, look, this freshman here is the real deal. He's going to take some bad shots. Y'all going to have to live with it, but he's going to take some shots that not too many people in the nation can make. Y'all going to have to live with it. Y'all be in the upperclassmen, LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler. Y'all got to be mature enough to understand. He's going to take some bad shots and deal with that and not get in your feelings that he's the best player at times because they're going to need them. And I, once LJ Cryer and Adam Flagler said, okay, and it started to click. That's why they've, Put up three, uh, six straight, and they look like a team that can go deep. So they got to stop those three guys, and I think it starts with Keontae George averaging seventeen a game. But yeah, it's going to be another tough one tonight at the move.
1: Yeah, Baylor back up into that top fifteen ranking. They're Ooh. five and three in conference, only one game behind Texas and the other teams that are up there at the top. Big Twelve, obviously, a tough tough road. So we'll see what the Longhorns look like tonight. 8 o'clock tip, 7.30 pregame for you right here on the Horn. You can't
0: get punked. You can't get punked. They got punked a little bit by Tennessee, and I'll continue to say Tennessee is good. They are a really good team. They're going to punk a lot of squads, but tonight the big men... That you saw in Knoxville, you won't see that tonight with Baylor. Flo Domba, he's, right. he's not going to give you what Kamwa and those guys gave you up in Knoxville. So we need Christian Bishop to have a way better game than he had up there. We need Brock Cunningham to play better, Dylan DeSue, Dylan Mitchell. All those guys weren't good against Tennessee. Yeah, they gotta, weren't.
1: Got to push back. Got to yeah. find some aggression yeah, No one tonight. was good. No one was good. Except no. Sir
0: Jabari Rice, he was yeah. the only one hooping. That's it.
1: Yeah, it was not a good effort from Texas in Knoxville. We'll see what they can do tonight. And that is your right call segment. We do it every, uh, every day at 12 30 as we lead into game days for Texas. We'll be talking about that team a little more as it goes on. Obviously a lot of football on the board as well. We're getting reaction already on the Specs text line. 337 3776. Your reaction to the Super Bowl matchup, the championship games, but also the Cowboys moving on from Kellen Moore. We're going to talk about all of it. Also coming up in the crap bag, got to take an updated look at the tote board after Melbourne. That's next on The Horn.
0: You need to baby. I'm not fooling. I'm
1: going to say, yeah, back to school. Okay. Hope you're having a good Monday. This one should be easy. If you're of a certain age, I guess. Kids, this is Led Zeppelin. Whole lot of love. I believe this is Led Zeppelin 2, in terms of the record. I would advise all of it. But if you start with Led Zeppelin 1 like I did, go ahead and do that. Then you go Led Zeppelin 2. You go Led Zeppelin 3. Led Zeppelin 4. Then go crazy. Whatever you need. Physical graffiti, Houses of the Holy, do whatever you like. One of the greatest rock bands that has ever... Existed, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a good vibe. You're a Zeppelin guy. Zay? Ah, when it comes on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? When I mean- <laughs> it's when it's on, I'm a Zeppelin guy. Yeah, but I mean, I'm
0: it- not gonna go out and hunt that Zeppelin music. I need to. That's it. I need a- to broaden my horizon. I know I'm a huge hip hop guy. Y'all know that. I need to broaden my horizon. Yeah. I'll Just. Listening to albums deeply, not just the main songs. I'm going
1: to get a list together for you, too. I've already got a couple ideas. We need to throw a Zeppelin record in there for you. All We do. We need to have you either roll through, like, the first record or maybe Zeppelin 4 and see what you think.
0: Yo, somebody on the Specs text line already said, Chad, what's up with your Liquid Swords review? Which I think that's a little out there, like, you jumping from... Now, 36 ha- chambers to liquid swords. I have so not. That got- would be very disrespectful to you. The okay, clan. you la-
1: you laid out these Wu Tang records that I'm supposed to check out. You laid them out in a certain order. Do you want me to listen to them in that order? Because yes. I was going to start with that method man out. Yes, go in order. Okay, all right, I'll go in order. So liquid swords is going to be at the end of that. Yeah, well, Iron Man should be at the end. I mean, Iron Man. I'm sorry. Iron Man's going to be at the end. The Liquid Swords was four out of the five? I think so. Fourth. Okay, yeah. I got a list. So I'm going to get a list together for Zay as well. We'll have to put some Led Zeppelin on there. Led Zeppelin and Motley Crue gets us started today. You got to love that. Coming up at 105, Joe Cook of Inside Texas. We'll talk some Texas recruiting as the, you know, old signing day. You know, the, the, now it's just kind of the, I guess, a couple things happen uh, in February. That comes up Wednesday, and then, of course, we'll talk some Texas basketball. Uh, the performance in Knoxville was definitely not up to standard, and they're going to try to turn around tonight and take on Baylor. We'll get Joe's thoughts on that. Also, he's a Houston guy, so as a Texans fan, I wonder if he's excited about this D'Amico Ryan's idea or not. That seems where that is headed, and now D'Amico's got some time to discuss it. So we got Joe coming up at 105 right now. Let's get into the crap bag and i will double check that tote board for you chad's crap bag crap bag
0: if you need an easy way to remember it just think of a bag of crap
1: brought to you by av consultations 255-8678 or go to AVconsultations.com. they finished up the australian open over the weekend just a quick thought on that first off congratulations to the boring win Uh, that's arena sabalenka Boring because that was her first Grand Slam title. Well, what is that? That's not historic. Uh, Congrats to her, though. 24 years old from Belarus. First Grand Slam title. She only dropped one set throughout the tournament. She played really well. On the men's side, that's where you find your history because Novak Djokovic cannot be stopped. You can put a lot of things in his way, but as long as you let him play, he's probably going to kick everyone's butt. And he did again. Straight set win over Tsitsipas in the final. That is Australian Open championships for Novak Djokovic. Let me put that in perspective for you. Novak Djokovic has won more Australian Opens, two more, than Jimmy Connors won total Grand Slams, eight. Same thing for Agassi, if you want to throw in in that comparison. That's how many he's won in Australia. It gets him up to 22 total, so now it's him and Nadal, both at 20, uh, 22 rather, and then Federer has 20. If you want to have your discussion about who's the best men's tennis player ever, I think you take those three. I would throw Pete Sampras into a discussion, and I'll always throw Rod Laver in. Have some fun, talk about it, figure it out. But if you want numbers, the ultimate numbers, and a guy that's got some skins on the wall with those other two guys – If you're trying to figure all that out, Djokovic has a pretty darn good argument. I I hate to admit it because I don't love the guy, but he's a badass. So... What's up with
0: Australia and him? Because clearly he has an advantage. Is it like clay or is it grass or what's the pavement? Australia
1: is like? a hard court. Hard court. Uh, so, Australia and the U.S. Open have a similar surface, but sometimes in Australia, man, guys just get locked in. Andre had a run there where nobody could really touch him. And you go down to Australia, it's summertime for them. When it's wintertime for us, the heat is a part of it. And Djokovic just gets out there and bashes you around. He's probably the best returner of serve. We've ever seen in the men's side. Andre was a badass at it. If you have a return game like his, you're so hard to deal with in Australia because you got the heat and it's hard courts and you just, he gets out there and just bashes you around and there's not much you can do about it. Yeah, so he's like 35 years old now too. These guys are doing it more, doing it even better, older and older into it. Uh, He's even missed a couple opportunities because of and however you want to look at it. With all getting the shot, right? There's with the whole vaccine stuff or whatever. You could say he did it to himself, they did it to him, but he literally didn't get two or three chances. I think is that official number, but he still got 22 overall. Man, he's just on a hell of a run. So Australian Open done. Now we head towards the French Open where Nadal has 22. And Djokovic has 22, and if Rafa is healthy, he's always going to be the pick. So we're headed towards that in springtime. All right, uh, elsewhere in the crap bag, let me mention, uh, we haven't really mentioned the, the Kellen Moore thing a ton here. And, Zay, I'm kind of happy's not the right word. It's just I thought something needed to be done as a Cowboys fan, unless they wanted to stay on the same hamster wheel. So if you're going to stay with McCarthy and you're going to stay with Dak, I keep using the same word, you got to find somebody that's into details because neither of them are, and neither was Kellen Moore. They're not detail guys. So they need somebody that is detail-oriented. But understand this, Cowboys fans, you now need a new offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, and offensive line coach. On the offensive side of the ball. So there's talk of maybe Mike McCarthy's going to call plays, which he did for pretty much the whole time in Green Bay. Is that going to work? He was also calling plays with that guy at quarterback in Green Bay, and some will point there. Can you get somebody? Can he help Dak Prescott get to that next level where some of those throws we saw against San Francisco, throws we saw earlier in the year, throws we saw as he was tying the record, uh, the season record for interceptions? You just think it can't be thrown. How does he get that part dialed up? Is it McCarthy to do it? Is it somebody else that comes in and does it? This is a critical moment in Dak Prescott's career. I'm not saying you have to get him a Super Bowl. I don't know that he's ever going to win a Super Bowl because he is who he is. He's a fourth-round pick, and you kind of lucked out on him, but the Cowboys are not going to draft his replacement. That's not what they do. They luck into quarterbacks and try to do the best they can. So who can do the best they can with Dak Prescott? That's what I'm trying to figure out here. I do think it's a good idea to move on from Kellen Moore. He's supposedly going to the Chargers for Justin Herbert, who can make all those throws. So he'll ask Justin Herbert to do things that he can do, unlike asking Dak Prescott to do things he can't. My opinion. Right. And I read an article today about the Chargers saying, well, the Chargers were like 30th in the league running the ball. My response would be, you think Kellen Moore is <laughs> going to help with that? <laughs> Kellen Moore's not going to help with your running game? No. Nah. For, for, if you're a Chargers fan, I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he you know, proves me wrong. I'll say I'm wrong if it happens, but nah, he'll make him better than 30th, I'm sure. But does he really get you into the running game you want to be? As a Cowboys fan, I'm going to say no. You need to hope that he just turns Justin Herbert into a pass machine. That's what you got to hope. They just got to try to maximize all that and those receivers. Yeah, who knows. Keep them healthy, throw to Williams and what's his name? Williams Ian and Allen. Allen. Yeah. yeah, who
0: knows what would have happened if those guys would have been healthy all year long. We know Mike Williams got hurt towards the end of the season. So it's going to be interesting seeing Kellen Moore in La La Land. As far as him being fired with the Cowboys, we knew somebody was going to have to jump in front of that bullet. And once Dan Quinn came back, it was just the days you we were counting when Kellen Moore was going to get the boot. So now the pressure, like you just said, Chad, all the pressures on Dak Prescott and big Mike, like big Mike, when you were calling plays back at Lambeau and green Bay, Number 12 was your quarterback, a four-time MVP going straight to Ken. Like, they're already making his little head and, you know, (laughs) already right now. Like, they've been making it. I don't know if they're going to do the weird Hitler uh, uh, look (laughs) or if they're going to do the man bun. Who knows? But either way, they're making a statue for him. Dak Prescott, you cannot say those things. So we already know people want Mike McCarthy out and they want Dan Quinn in. So... Getting to the playoffs—that's not the standard no more. Going 12 and five—that's not the standard anymore. You got to go further than that. You got to get to the NFC Championship, and if you don't win that, who knows what will happen? Depending on how that looks, we know Cowboys. We know Jerry Jones. Like he's getting impatient, and he loved Kellen Moore. So to send him gone—that—that that, that says a lot. And I don't know if Stephen had a lot to say with making that decision, mm. but either way, we talked about it all year long, Chad. One of those two guys won't be there, Dan Quinn or Kellen Moore, if they didn't win a
1: championship. Yeah, you didn't feel like everybody was coming back. Not everybody
0: was coming back. You can't bring back the whole crew. They got rid of basically everybody else besides Dan Quinn, Big Mike, and Dak Prescott, uh, as far as the main ones that we thought of, could be leaving. They still got the Ezekiel Elliott situation. Are they going to sign Tony Pollard? Like They still got a lot of questions to answer, and – yeah, this is going to be an interesting season, 2023. A big one for Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy.
1: Yeah, I wonder who gets to hire all these folks. The Obviously, the obvious answer would be Jerry. Is Jerry ultimately the one that fired Kellen Moore? And then who decides who fills all these positions, man? Quarterback, offensive line, and your OC. That's a lot of turnover. That's a lot of stuff, plus some of these other, other positions. But those are the ones that blink at me, obviously, on offense. Running backs coach, too. I forgot about that one. They need a new running backs coach <sighs> as well. They let them all they let all those guys go and then ultimately they move on from Kelly Not Moore.
0: everybody could be the problem. We went 12 and 5.
1: Right. Like not
0: everybody could
1: be the problem. And the offense had some numbers. They could have made an argument to me and other Cowboys fans like, "Hey y'all, take a breath. We had, <laughs> right? we, had, we had 5 games without Dak this year. We're going to roll it back. We're going to keep working at it, and we're going to see if we can get over this hump." And, and by the way, we lost to the 49ers by One score Best defense in the league Take a breath, we'll figure it out They could have made that argument This is the argument where something was going on Where they're saying We're not blowing it up but we're taking a big hunk out of it, and we're going to replace things. We're taking a lot of puzzle pieces out, and we got to put it back together. Yeah. So we'll, we'll this, see. So Some, Something was up with Humpty yeah, this Dumpty complete, this year.
0: This ain't a complete blow-up, but this is like when you see them badass kids messing with fireworks on days that aren't the 4th of July <laughs> or important days, just blowing stuff up. This is like that. Yeah. This is just like you don't like it, but – Mm, something got changed
1: yeah something something's got to happen all right uh, coming up we'll talk to joe cook of inside texas does he have any ideas for the cowboys oc job wait a minute he's a texans fan i don't want to know his ideas for that job that'll be that'll be crazy he's probably going to tell me somebody's grandmother is going to call or maybe the mayor of cincinnati should be the new oc joe cook of inside texas coming up we'll talk some longhorn stuff and get his thoughts on the future of that Texans head coaching job as they continue to look and maybe continue to focus in on D'Amico Ryans. We'll also get you a flex segment coming up at 1.30, signing day coming for some uh, kids around the area. We'll give you a little bit of that and update you on basketball. Stay with us. It is Monday on the Horn.